Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Da 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 Jesse Treff. I do my own intro every podcast episode right now. I'm working on an intro. I'm kind of thinking what I want my intro to be like, but we're not quite there yet. So we're on episode 19. Uh, I can't believe it. We're almost at 20 episodes. So we're still in the baby beginning of Jesse Treff podcast. So I'm so glad you're here. If you've been listening to these podcasts, you are a pioneer in this venture. And I'm so happy that I have you along on this ride so early in. So, but if you're listening to this episode later on, thanks for binge listening. This is so cool. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back or welcome to Jesse Triff Podcast Raw. Real authentic conversations about our worth as human beings. We've been doing a chakra series for the past eight weeks. This is week eight. I know that's kind of confusing because there's seven chakras that we talk about, but the first episode we did was all about the chakra system and how it relates scientifically to our body and just about what is the chakra system. So that is the first episode in our chakra series. So then we're on chakra number seven, episode chakra episode number eight. So. It's all good. So today we're talking about the crown chakra, but before that, let me give you a little bit of updates on my life. Let's do just a couple minutes of jabber. Bear with me and enjoy this jabber with me. There's something about just jabbering on this podcast that just I just love. So this past week, I, you may know, I think I talked about it in the last episode, Stephen and I went to Michael's craft store and I just had a blast getting some things that have been on my list for art supplies for quite a while and I had gotten these wood boards to stretch my watercolor paper so you stretch watercolor paper so that it doesn't like buckle and get all puffy while you're using the watercolor paint and I'd been meaning to get this setup done for quite a while except I didn't have the boards I didn't have the tape blah 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 so anyway I got all that stuff and finally stretched the paper which created the space for me to be able to do my watercolor animals again and I haven't done a watercolor animal in months I can't even remember the last one but I love doing them they're so fun and one of my favorite things is if I do an animal which can also be an amphibian or a bird they're all animals in my categorization when I do an animal it's extra fun if I have a person that I can connect to this animal while I'm painting so I went on Facebook and I needed some ideas for animals because I have my favorite animals and the animals that I think of first. But when I do that, then I'm limiting myself to what animals I paint. So I went on Facebook and I was like, hey, you know, my friends, I need some inspiration. What is your favorite animal? So it's been so fun seeing everyone put up what their favorite animals are. And also I'm making my way down the list. So I'm starting at the top and going down and painting the animals. And I love that because it gives me a sense of organization. Okay, which one am I painting next? That's the one. Okay, that's the person that chose it. So you can just like enjoy thinking about them while you're painting. And it's just a really nice experience. And so I got a chicken done yesterday and a wolf done yesterday. So I love them both. I have them taped up on my wall in front of my computer here as I'm recording this podcast. And they are not only adorable, but also cool. I'm learning how the colors mix together and how the cool colors uh, relate to the warm colors and different techniques and 
how to sketch it. So I've been learning a lot with my watercolor painting, all self-taught, and it's so fun to just watch my style develop. So that's been a huge thing this past week that I started doing. So like I said, I'm working my way down this list of animals that people are telling me are their favorite animals, and it's probably one of the funnest things that I've done lately. So <laughs> thank you to anyone who has put their favorite animal. It's so cool. It's just, it's just awesome. So anyway, uh, next week we're starting new content that is not chakra related or I'm not really sure what it is yet. It hasn't come to me yet, but we'll be going into probably more mindset work, more uh, skills to help our thoughts, self-worth, self-care. I'm not really sure yet, but it's slowly coming to me and I'm really excited to bring you some new content to take some gems from. But this chakra series has been really amazing because I was able to know what I was going to bring to you all through this transition of moving out of our apartment and finding a new apartment, which that transition isn't totally done yet. But I feel like the hectic and difficult or challenging part is done. So it was really helpful to me to be able to move through these chakras with you while I was moving through a transition because then I knew what I was going to bring to you. I had the material all pretty much ready to talk about and then I could show up and be prepared and present and positive and organized. So let's do that then. Let's get into the seventh chakra of the chakra series of the chakra system. Now, as I said before, there's hundreds of chakras in the our body, our energy body, our physical body. There's hundreds of chakras, but these seven are the main, and that's in my opinion. These are the main chakras that I pay attention to, that I work my philosophy around, that I use to apply to my life to understand my uh, mind, body, spirit better. So let's walk through the chakras that we have talked about and that we have learned about first. So we start with the root chakra, which is our grounding, our connection to the world. It is where we start. We are drawing energy up through our root chakra to fuel our body, mind, and spirit to fuel our system. So we start with the root chakra, we ground to the earth, and then we bring the energy up into the sacral chakra, which brings in desires and it brings in emotions and it brings in feelings from those desires and emotions and we start to get stirred up and we have like this drive or these feelings and we are starting to be sensitive and feeling emotional human being and then we move up to the solar plexus chakra where we have those desires and those grounded desires and those feelings and we want to do something with them We want to move out in the world and see what those desires bring. We want to know who we are, know where those feelings come from, what to do with those desires and those emotions. And we want to move forward into the world and we have a sense of self. And then we move up into the heart chakra where we take that grounded, um, that grounded desire and desire to move through the world and we use it to have connection and to take care of our relationships with others and to love others and care about how we interact and treat them and how we treat ourselves, self-love, love for others, relationships. And then we move up into the throat chakra, where all of that turns into us expressing who we are 
as a human being and we express those desires into a project or into an action or we speak our feelings or we listen to the people that we love or we express who we are in our style or our demeanor or words or art. We're expressing ourselves. And then we move up into the third eye chakra where we enrich our life and our relationships and our human experience with imagination and dreams and thinking about things in symbols and taking inspiration and wisdom from the things around us or that we imagine or that are given to us in uh, interesting thoughts and ideas. And then we move up into the crown chakra, which is the one we are talking about today. And the crown chakra is on the opposite end of the root chakra. So we're bringing energy in from the root chakra in a aliveness sense, like what makes us feel alive, what gives us power, what gives us energy. So then on the other end, on the crown chakra, is things that we bring in that are from the universe, from God, from the divine from a higher power. So the crown chakra brings in those elements, which covers our entire life with just a beautiful light of love, connection, devotion, unity, wisdom. So the crown chakra is our source of wisdom, comfort, unity, all those things that I just mentioned. So Let's do our organized order of how we talk about each chakra. So first we'll talk about the location and sensation of the crown chakra. Then we'll talk about the life arena of what exactly the crown chakra little workers are working on in our life. And then we'll talk about the characteristics of a balanced and unbalanced crown chakra. And then we'll end with some ways that you can nourish and take care of this energy center. So the location and sensation of the crown chakra. The crown chakra is located directly at the top of your head. And it's like it's like a gateway to the energy of the universe. So it's like a passageway. So in that sense, it can feel... The, the imagery of this, if you ever sat in a meditation and they have you, quote unquote, open your crown chakra, it, it, they have you envision like a lotus flower, a lotus flower or any flower you can use for this that's closed and then its petals open. So that is how you traditionally will envision your crown chakra is like an opening flower where all of a sudden all those petals are like a landing pad. Is that what they call for a helicopter? A landing pad for the divine inspiration that is sent from God or the universe. So it's like an energy connection of spirituality and clarity. And what does it feel like? So I can, like I've said before, I can only tell you what I have felt and everyone is different and you will feel what is right for you to feel. But for me, when I feel a crown chakra, it feels like it's 
kind of a little bit above my head or starts at the crown of my head and sort of like opens or expands up kind of like an upside down umbrella, I guess you could say. But also, and I don't know this, sometimes I get like these goosebumpy feelings or like a glittery energy down over my head and my shoulders. And I don't know if that's crown chakra related, but it feels like it is like an inspiration or a connection um, coming from God and, or the universe or the divine um, that is sort of telling me, hey, you know, you're doing the right thing. Or it's kind of like a glittery warm blanket and it feels so good so <laughs> anyway that is kind of what the crown chakra can feel like and where it's located so also the crown chakra is said to relate to the pineal gland I throw in these endocrine references because sometimes it helps us to be able to connect these energy centers to something scientific because it can feel so elusive or new age or woo-woo. And if you feel like it's that, that's totally cool. You can feel whatever you want to feel. But sometimes when we want to understand these elusive concepts, it helps to hear about the science that supports them or coincides with what they're about. So first of all, the crown chakra is right where the brain is, and there's so much activity going on in the brain. And I don't know the statistics, but don't they say that we only use like 5 or 8% of our brain as human beings, our brain capacity? So there's so much of our brain that we're not actually using. So I always think that's super interesting, and that's by the crown chakra. But also it relates to the pineal gland, which is a light-sensitive gland. It produces is your melatonin. So the pineal gland uh, is related, it manages sleep and wake and your like tired and awake cycle. So when it functions properly, when your pineal gland and your melatonin and your sleep schedule is functioning really well, it improves your thinking power, it improves your intelligence. So the whole endocrine gland that is related and located right at the crown chakra is also the gland that is managing like your thinking power and your intelligence and your um, sense of being able to understand and have wisdom. So I think that's really interesting. So what about the life arena about the crown chakra? I dropped some gems already, but let's do it in a little more organized way. So the crown chakra is about knowing things. It's about learning and taking that learning and being able to assimilate it into knowledge my husband, Steve, loves this quote, and I'll kind of misquote it, and I can't remember who said it, but it's something like, an education is what you remember after you forgot what you learned. So I think of that because with the assimilation of knowledge, like we can read things, we can learn things, we can take a class, but we're not going to remember all those things. But there are going to be things within that that we remember and that we assimilate into our mind and our knowledge system. And anything we learn, we're going to absorb in a way where we learn it in regards to what we need to use it for. And a lot of that is subconscious. Like we don't always know why we remember something, but we remember it and it will apply it to something in our lives, whether that be in our relationships or in our self-care or in our career. So the 
development of wisdom is crown chakra. Assimilation of knowledge, development of wisdom, being able to know and learn something, being able to understand something. So let's give an example. So the the throat chakra, when we talk about the throat chakra, being able to express your emotions and then also to be able to listen to others and listen actively and be able to hear what they're saying, you need the assistance of the crown chakra to be able to do that in a really profound way. The crown chakra is the chakra energy center that allows you to really sit in that active listening to your lover or your friend, to really sit in that active listening and to understand them and to really think about what you want to say in response in a wise way. So the crown chakra is what really intensifies and dignifies the actions of all the other chakras. I feel the crown chakra is what brings integrity, dignity, grace, wisdom. It's absolutely beautiful. So that is like some of what the, a lot, most of what the crown chakra is, but also the word transcendence, like if you're living a, if you have a spiritual life and you're in your spiritual life and you feel the connection to God or you feel the connection to source and you have that feeling of bliss, it's absolutely beautiful. That is a crown chakra experience. And then also your belief systems, what you do believe in, what you are called to believe in, what your spirituality looks like, how you find connection to a higher power, to God. That's all crown chakra. And this um, belief system, spirituality, is different for every single person. And I'm not going to go into this, but I'm a big believer that whatever you're called to believe, whatever your spiritual life is, that is right for you because you're the one who can feel that spiritual connection. You're the one who knows that you're doing what's right for your spirit and your soul. You're the one who knows if you feel that spiritual connection or not. So whatever your spiritual life is and what you do to feel connection to God or the universe or source or whatever it is that you believe in, you're the only one that can know that you're doing what you need to do for yourself, for your soul, for your spirit. So end um, moment. So um, and then also union and connection with others in the universe is a crown chakra thing and also vision. So th- it's kind of coincides with the third eye a little bit. The third eye is, well, a lot of it. The third eye is imagination, visualization, but then the crown chakra also contributes to vision because it is like that divine inspiration. So now what about a balanced crown chakra. What does a balanced crown chakra look like? I mean, I can imagine with what we're talking about what a balanced crown chakra would be, but Jess, can you put it in words for me? Well, sure. I would love to. So a balanced crown chakra has the ability to perceive things, to be able to see things for what they are in a wise way. 
to analyze things, to look, read into, to understand without judgment, but with observation and being able to take that information and assimilate it or think on it in a way where it has meaning, it has purpose. A balanced crown chakra is intelligent thoughtful, aware of what's going on around, open-minded, able to ask interesting questions without offending, spiritually connected. The crown chakra is a spiritually connected chakra. So it is your spiritual life. It is your religious practice or your mind-body practice or your breathing practice, whatever your spiritual practice is, it is that spiritual connection. Wisdom and mastery, mastery of a skill or a hobby or a job, mastery of that thing is a crown chakra life arena. When there is like a passion involved, when it is like a life's purpose. And then what about an unbalanced crown chakra. What does an unbalanced crown chakra look like and what causes, what can cause this? So unbalanced crown chakra can be caused by a lot of different things, maybe even just not really living a spiritual life or not really having a spiritual practice that can slowly like, just like kind of have that lotus flower closed. But it can also be if information is hid from you for a long time if there's something there's something obvious going on but you're not brought into what's going on so you're kind of hidden things are hidden from you or during education like as you're growing up and you're having education or even whatever the education system be it can be anywhere from kindergarten to college if you ha- if your education style does not encourage you to ask questions or it doesn't embrace you being curious, or if you ask a question about any of the information and your question isn't respected or answered or treated as if it's important and like questioning is a good thing, that can imbalance the chakra. Also any forced religion, like if you're forced to have a spiritual practice that is not right for you, but you're not given a choice, that can be imbalancing for the crown chakra. Or if you believe something, but your beliefs are invalidated, or they're told they're wrong, or bad, or anything like that can really inhibit the crown chakra. Um, There's just obeying things without listening to yourself. Like, if you just follow what other people are telling you to do or what they want you to do, but you're not listening to your own intuition, you're not listening to your own guidance. And also lies and um, any kind of spiritual abuse, which I guess I would put that into even the invalidating of your beliefs or forcing you to practice a religion. I would say that that could be spiritual abuse. So anyway, what how can these deficiencies, what are these deficiencies then, what do these imbalances then look like? Well, if your crown chakra is deficient, it'll be spiritual cynicism, so not really liking religion, like, or spirituality, just really being like, oh, I don't need a spiritual life. Oh, why do you do that? Like, that's, there's no point to that. That's nothing. You know, so spiritual cynicism or learning difficulties, belief systems that are really rigid, like not accepting of others or thinking that your way is the only right way um, and really like black and white, like no rigid belief systems 
and also apathy, like just not really caring. And the general things of materialism, greed, domination of others, all those stuff that can be a deficient crown chakra. And then what about an excessive crown chakra? Well, that can be interesting. That can be over intellectualism. So like you are overly smart. You're so, so, so intelligent. And all you can think about is your knowledge. All you can talk about is what you've learned. All you can talk about are these concepts that you, you know, you're stuck in your head all the time. And you, all you can talk about is, is your smarts. Not in an egotistical way, but really just like that is what you think about all the time. And then it can be spiritual addiction. So if really you have your spiritual life, but you're not really able to embrace other parts of your life in a way where your spiritual life doesn't just complement those things, it actually overtakes those things. So it can be a spiritual addiction or cults or I don't know. I don't want to judge or like put anything in here that really actually wouldn't be a spiritual addiction. So I'll just say cults. <laughs> um, and then also just confusion and over excessive crown chakra. There can be so much coming in and not really a discernment of being able to assimilate. So it's like all the information or all the connection, but without the assimilation or the groundedness. And also an overactive crown chakra can just be where you're kind of disassociated from your body. You're in your head so much that you just kind of aren't really in tune with your body. You're not able to feel your emotions in your body. You're not able to really feel your body in the world. Uh, you don't care about your body, but you're just in your head all the time. And also a few physical manifestations of uh, imbalanced crown chakra can be migraines, brain tumors, amnesia, just like forgetting something out of nowhere. And those are pretty excessive, but also cognitive delusions. Cognitive delusions are a step further than cognitive distortions, which I've talked about a lot. If you remember me talking about oofs, unhelpful thinking habits, those are cognitive distortions. And they're thoughts that just really make life more difficult than you need it to be, and they are not helpful. So cognitive delusions is where your unhelpful thoughts get so advanced that they really just make life really hard. So you just aren't... It's that confusion. It's that complication of your brain not really allowing you to live your life. So in order to nourish and help our crown chakra to be healthy, we can reestablish a spiritual connection or even establish a spiritual connection for the first time. We may have never really tapped into what it can feel like to be spiritually connected, but... Kind of, if you've never had a spiritual connection or you've never had a spiritual practice, be open and non-judging towards yourself and just see what makes you feel connected to the universe or what makes you feel connected to God. And don't judge yourself. So that work is so nourishing for the crown chakra. And also any kind of respect for your body. So reestablishing like your physical connection to your feelings. When you feel a feeling, feeling it in your body. Or when you feel a thought or an inspiration or a feeling of union, um, actually feeling it, embodying it. Any kind of learning or studying something that you're interested in or doing something that you feel called to do that's creative or intellectual, actually learning about that is very nourishing for the crown chakra. And meditation, of course. And if there's any kind of like coaching or psychotherapy or 
behavioral therapy that's good for the crown chakra. It's going to be examining your belief, belief systems. How do you believe life, quote unquote, should be? How do you believe people should act? Ex- examining those things and seeing like where you are rigid, where you are judging, where you are not um, being flexible and understanding of yourself and others. And instead, you're, you have these belief systems that are super rigid. Examining those and developing the ability to observe yourself, witnessing yourself and who you are and watching yourself do things. It creates a sense of wisdom and dignity. So anything that's developing your quote unquote inner witness and then your spiritual life, your spiritual work. So some affirmations that are helpful for the crown chakra are divinity resides within me. I am open to new ideas. Information and inspiration I need comes to me. The world is my teacher. I am guided by a higher power. I am guided by my inner wisdom. So that's the crown chakra. And... This was so fun, and I have to tell you, there is something about teaching that helps you learn even more. So thank you for the opportunity to be able to teach you or educate you or talk to you about this chakra system because I have learned so much myself just talking to you about it. It's been an amazing experience. So that is the closing of this beautiful series, and... I really hope that you all, even if you're not all my, my solar plexus chakra, my heart chakra, all that, I hope that you found some gems that really spoke to you, that helped you see yourself as powerful, as important, as cherished, because you are. And the one who needs to cherish and respect and love you the most is yourself. So when you really shine a light on who you are and how special you are and how unique and individual you are, it is so inspiring and satisfying. So I am going to shut this uh, podcast for today and I can't wait to talk to you next week. I'm really excited to start putting together the content, but until then, stay magical, shine your bubble and have a great week. Thank you all for being here. I love you and I will talk to you next podcast Monday. Ciao.